So we're holding in the story right after the two brothers finished their insane beating that they received. And we said the story of the yarmulke falling off. So now we're going to talk about a little bit about their healing process, how they healed. So the Shmuel Avram Abba, he was the first to wake up. So he woke up 10 o'clock that evening. And he right away said, oh, I have to say Kabbalah Shabbos. And lying in bed, there's, there's, he's not standing up, you understand? It's, it's, he's not able to move, basically. But lying in bed, he blocks out all the pain. And he began saying Kabbalah Shabbos from memory, without missing a word. Now, technically they could have given him a sitter, but he couldn't see. His eyes were so swollen from the bunch of hits that he got in the face. <clears throat> so that was Rebbe Avram Abba Baba. Shushmul Avram Abba. Rebbe Pinchas didn't wake up until the following afternoon, Mincha time. We said he was beaten much harsher than his brother because he went first. That's why, one of the reasons why they say he wanted to go first. And his first words, he woke up and his first words were, he said, Shmuel Abba, we have to say Kabbalah Shabbos. And he didn't even hop that a whole day passed. And he then said, he's, right afterwards he says, the Pasuk says that you have to express your rejoicing in every Hanhaga, in every way that Hashem acts with him. So let us rejoice in the way we can. And he started singing. Now, we mentioned earlier some of the wooden staffs that they were using to beat the Shapiro brothers. They, they hit so hard that they cracked and a bunch of splinters went into their backs. And Mamish got stuck there. And the problem is like this. Removing the splinters it was, a necess- was a necessary thing if they want to recover. If you don't remove the splinters, they're not recovering. However, the pain they suffered during the procedure was unbelievable. The doctor, who was a Yid, who unfortunately left Yiddishkeit, he, he wasn't, he, he um, I, I think he might have even converted to Christianity, but, but he, he felt so broken by seeing this. He did everything in his power to, to try to take away some of their suffering. But he knew that their pain was, was unbearable, even though he, despite his efforts of working hard. Now you have to remember, at that time, <clears throat> medicine was not as advanced as it is today. So we have today something called anesthesia, right? That you could put someone to sleep by an operation. Now, technically they had that back then too, but it was not the same thing like we have today. Most of the time, it would just like make them a little bit, you know, like out of it, but they were totally awake. Um, so they, they didn't really, in those days, didn't really put the person to sleep during the operation the way they do today. So basically they, they were awake. They might've given them some, something to drink to make them uh, a little less, that it won't feel as much pain. But, and even that was just minimal amount, meaning they couldn't numb all the pain. Now, when the doctor saw how these two brothers accepted their excruciating pain with love from Hashem, 
And they said, this is the will of Hashem. We're happy about it. He was, he was astounded. He couldn't believe it. He said, where did they get such, such a power to, to talk like that? And after thinking about it for a long time, he realized um, how right these brothers were and how wrong he was in his way of life. And although he had unfortunately converted away from Yiddishkeit, but now after taking care of these two brothers, he sensed the beauty of Yiddishkeit in a way that he never experienced as, you know, when he was younger. And he recognized what a stupid decision he made when he left Yiddishkeit. And, and Imamish was having charata, like, like tremendous regret. Right? Was he so blind that he said, oh, Christianity is better. So, even though it, in many countries in those days that, that were Catholics and also in Russia as well, which was uh, Russian Orthodox, the, 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 that group of uh, Christians. So the way they work is, once you convert, you're, you're converting, meaning a Yid who converts to Christianity is not allowed to go back to Yiddishkeit if he wants to. It's not a choice. So what is this guy supposed to do now? He converted to Christianity. And if he goes back to Yiddishkeit, he gets a death sentence. But he didn't care. He said, I, there's no way I could not go back to Yiddishkeit after what I just witnessed. And he mamished the tshuva. And, and he resolved to return to his roots, no matter what the outcome would be. And he began to put on tefillin every day, eat kosher, and so on. The Shapiro brothers' wounds were so horrendous that they were hospitalized. Like, how long do you think after you get a beating do you go to the hospital for? One, one day. Now, let's say it's a week. If it's really bad, two weeks. They were in the hospital for a year recovering from the beating they got. From that one beating. Now, that one beating is enough to kill anybody, but a year. And only then did the doctors inform the authorities that the, these two prisoners, because remember, they're still supposed to be going to Siberia after this, as if this wasn't enough. So now the, the doctor said, okay, they're, they're, we're, 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 they can go out of the hospital. However, they said that, don't, don't think that the brothers are, are healthy and are able to, you know, they still have a long road to recovery. And even though the doctors said that, the authorities did not allow the brothers to recover in peace. They decided to send them to Siberia as decreed and they let, let them recover in Siberia. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Even though the fact that they probably won't even survive the trip to Siberia because the wagon's going to be shaking the whole time and it's going to weaken them more. Like we're talking about, it took them weeks to get to Siberia. And not to mention the weather in Siberia is not going to help them. So following the Russian protocol, the way it worked, the authorities wanted to shave the brothers' beard and payas on one side of their face. Why? Because if they try to run away, anyone will see that it's a, that's an escaped prisoner. Or it could be of a way they wanted to humiliate the prisoners. Meaning this was a normal thing they did to all prisoners. Um, so they took the two prisoners to the barber 
who normally did this procedure for the prisoners. But the barber uh, said, you can, I'm not shaving those guys' beards. They're such holy people. Forget about it. And they went from barber to barber. We're talking about the Goyesha ones too, not just Jewish ones. Every single barber in town refused to do it. Like, we are not shaving the, the, these people's heads. It's not going to happen. But the officials were determined. This is the will of the czar. And they finally found one greedy barber who was willing to do the job for a large... He said, if you pay me a lot of money, I'll do it. And how long does it take to, to, to give someone a, a cut like that, a haircut, to shave half the face? Let's say it takes 20 minutes if, if you take slow. So he wants a lot of money for that. He raises his hand with the, with the razor to start shaving their beards and his hand became frozen in midair. Paralyzed. He couldn't move it in any direction and everyone saw the hand of Hashem over here and the warden, the guy in charge of the prison, he's like, all right, we're not going to shave their beards. Let's just leave it like this because he realized, you know, what's going to happen to him next if he continues this. And he said, we'll just send him to Siberia like this. And off they went to Siberia. Now, we should note that during this year, they suffered another tragedy, as if they didn't suffer enough pain in the past year. The head of their family, their father, Ramesha, Ramesha was the one who got, he was the one in the story that he got the story with the printing press, to get the permit for the printing press that they, the, the, the Alter Rebbe sent, um, to, to, get, to bring the Malamid from this city to, to go to Vilna. Right, you guys know what I'm talking about, the story? Yeah. So, so that, that was him, Reb Moshe. Reb Moshe his, his father, Reb Moshe's father was a Reb Pinchas Karatzer, and he unfortunately passed away uh, during that year as well. Um, so, it's just the, the, the pain that he suffered seeing his children suffer this way, Mamish caused him to pass away.